0: Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me in the studio, I have Frank Bergstrom from the First Things First Alaska Foundation, as well as David Ignell. Did I say your last name right, David? Yes, you did. Okay, I wanted to be sure. Sometimes I can never be too sure with names. So, first of all, how are you both doing today?
1: Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Really a pleasure to be here again, Jordan, and to be able to talk to Juno.
2: Yeah, Jordan, uh first time we've met, uh first time I've been in the studio and and like Frank said it's a pleasure. You're you're a very uh personable guy and uh you have a lot of um lot of knowledge about things.
0: Well, I'd like to think I'm personable, although I can be a bit uh, physically intimidating for some folks, but that's not what we're here to discuss today. The thing we are here to discuss today is obviously CBJ as well as City Hall. So where does First Things First kind of finding itself with the City Hall? Because most notably, there's two ordinances coming up.
1: Yeah, that's really why we're here today, because there is this immediate interest in an assembly meeting tonight, regular assembly meeting, to discuss two ordinances. One is to put back on the ballot what was on the ballot last year, which is uh, issuance of general obligation bonds for the uh, construction of a new city hall. So that sounds a little bit like deja vu. Well, it kind of is because it was on the ballot last year and it was voted down at that time. And now here it is back again. So we're trying to understand why is that? What what What's different? What What's the purpose here and we've got a few facts and figures to run over for you
0: okay and now when it comes to and so like you mentioned this was on the ballot before now this was before my time here in juno so how recently was that on the ballot
1: mm, well i couldn't give you the exact date but it was last year the last uh, municipal election as i recall
2: yeah i believe it was uh, last october and uh, uh, it was uh it was narrowly defeated, the city will tell you, uh, it was defeated by, I think, 240 votes. Uh, and so that's uh, one of the reasons why they're saying that, well, let's put it back on the ba- ballot again, and this time let's have a media blitz, let's have a media campaign, and let's see if we can uh, swing those 240 votes into our favor, but uh, uh, you know, that's what I've been doing is looking into the, into the facts and the numbers, and, and it, it's even worse than, than what we thought.
1: Yeah, Dave brought up that media blitz, and that, that's not a bad way to look at it because um, for, that's the second ordinance that's for consideration tonight. The city wants to take $50,000, and those would be tax dollars, your tax dollars, and spend it on a ad campaign, as we understand it, to convince you, the voter, to vote to have the city raise your taxes So one thing, uh, you know, I'm scratching my head about that, uh, the logic there, and I'm thinking, well, hey, if uh, the city is going to spend $50,000 to try to convince me and my neighbors to raise my taxes, uh, maybe we should split that money. Um, uh, Perhaps the city can spend $25,000 on their point of view, but isn't it more reasonable if they would also spend some money to give the other side of the argument i mean that's that just seems logical to me
0: okay well when you're you're talking about the other side of the argument can you can you present that to me because obviously i've talked with members of the assembly about the push for that new city hall and the effects that that could have so could you present me with the other side of that argument
2: well, well, let me, if I could jump in here, uh, this issue came up last year. Uh, I happened to be at a, a city assembly meeting, and they had a similar proposal last year. I think it was to spend $30,000. And I objected to that, and I spoke during the uh, the hearing. And uh, it was, it, you know, it's like Frank said. I mean, this is one-sided. It's not fair. And the interesting thing was, Jordan, is the city council or the city assembly took a vote, and they turned it down on ethical considerations. Um, there, there was two things that they wanted to spend money to, 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 you know, to advertise. One was there was an initiative that had been um, circulated by a number of people around town on the reporting of your, of your sales price of your home. Um, so they wanted to spend money uh, battling that, and then they also wanted to spend money uh, to advertise for a new city hall. And on both grounds, they voted it down. Uh, under ethical considerations. So I'm like <laughs> Has our ethics changed in the last nine months? So there there's a, there's an ethical issue here uh, That they're gonna try to uh, gloss over
1: and let's uh, just throw out some of the facts and figures as we have them now that would bear um, coming out into the light Uh, First off, uh, the city engineer very kindly provided us a little bit of information about maintenance. And this is one of the main issues the city has brought out, the city administration has brought out, about why the existing city hall just isn't cutting it anymore, because they have to do a bunch of maintenance. Well, um, you either do the maintenance, Or you don't do the maintenance. Well, it turns out they haven't done the maintenance, and so it's built up, and now there's a big chunk of maintenance to do. And uh, rather than do that, they're proposing to go out and build a new city hall. The um, memorandum put together by the the city engineer uh, states that uh, municipalities tend to spend about 2 to 6% uh, replacement value of facilities as preventative maintenance well in that memorandum the the city uh, uh, comes out spending less or just barely making the minimum amount less nominally two percent so we in Juneau here's another fact uh, spend more per capita through our local government than any other community in Alaska and in doing that we seem to spend Perhaps the least amount or certainly a very low amount on maintaining our facilities You know, how does that work out? Where is that money going? Those are the kind of things that we would like to uh, See aired here um, before we commit to tens of millions of dollars in additional bonding
0: Okay, can I ask you a question? and so my question is in can you give me a site where that data is for that Juno spends the most per capita can you give me a, a citation? Yeah, that's, for that? Um,
1: you know, we're just trying to pull this stuff together here. So I don't have a bibliography for you today. We're very happy to pull that together. Those are uh, state numbers. I just don't have them right here in front of me.
2: Uh, just to supplement that, with respect to what Frank was saying about the uh, amount of deferred maintenance, uh, that came directly from the uh, from the city, one of the city staff, uh, Katie coaster. Um, she said that uh, uh, the you know normally and she was talking about schools. There was an article in the Empire about a year ago talking about uh, declining school populations, which factors into this, and as well as deferred maintenance on our schools and she said that uh, normally two to six percent is uh what you spend on schools or what you know the average is for spending on schools and they were spending 1.8 percent um if you take that average of two to six which is four that means that the city is spending half of what they should be on maintenance for our schools
0: Income. Okay so I guess one of my other questions then would be, and I, I kind of want to loop back to this before I, I let it go. You had mentioned that it was turned down on ethical concerns, ethical considerations, the, the city hall proposal the first time around. Could well, you- not,
1: not necessarily the, the proposal. That, that wasn't, uh, David, what was... Um, Well, the for ethical reasons. It was the uh, advertising, right? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. Uh, The the funding the media blitz, if you will, for uh, something that city staff wants.
1: And Jordan, let me uh, throw out another little fact and figure here is that uh, also uh, another memorandum that came out of the city engineer and and, uh, God bless her for for making this information available was that all the city projects that are coming in of late are been 1.7 to 1.8 times the professional estimate of what it would cost the city to do that so when the city's pulling their budget together they say let's just say it cost a million dollars to do x well when the contractors look at it they're coming back and say sorry guys it's going to be 1.8 million dollars to do x so if, uh, and this is uh, across the board here on, on uh, most, if not all of their projects. So the city is now saying it's gonna be somewhere around $40 million to build this new city hall, but those are last year's numbers. That's the same numbers that they were floating around last year at the, um, uh, the proposal for more geo bonds. So that number hasn't inflated. So you take a non-inflated number, and now we're saying it's going to be as much as 1.8 times that much. So this thing has the look of something that could really balloon out of control. That needs to be looked at
2: yeah the um, um, I was just looking at the numbers this morning before I came over here, and with a parking garage, uh, the estimate for a new city hall, the construction and development cost was forty three million dollars. Uh, the financing costs at four uh, percent is about twenty seven million dollars so you have about seventy million dollars that this project will cost. Uh, Now, if you take this, uh, and and what Frank was referring to, it was a memo that I think was dated uh, May 4th, and it came from Greg Smith and one other person to the city manager, and it said, when they go out to get actual bids, on their project estimates, it's 1.8 to two times as much. So what we're really looking at here is about a $140 million project. Um, so, you know, th- this, is, this, is very, uh, this is very alarming, to say the least.
0: Well, we are going to have to go into our break. When we come back, I will have uh, some
2: more questions
0: for the both of you. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me still in the studio, I have Frank Bergstrom from the First Things First Alaska Foundation, as well as David Ignell. Now, before we went into the break, we're kind of talking about a lot more of the numbers and the figures around the the new city hall. And now I wanted to sort of ask you, because I know one of the things that I've heard, and I just threw my pen on accident, don't worry about that, one of the things that I had heard really in relation to the proposal with the new City Hall is that it would boost sort of the efficiency if you centralized all those, fo- those people together. You, know, you didn't have them spread out. That would change that. Although, where do you all stand on that idea of it?
1: Well, that's a great question, Jordan. And um, I would turn it around and ask the question of the listeners: when When you think of city hall, what do you do at city hall? What kind of services are you looking for? Do you go down to the cash window to pay your tax? Maybe uh, pick up a COVID test. But you know, what do, what do you do? Think about what you do when you go down to the city. What do you need from the city when you go down to and to work with them? And certainly speaking for myself and I, you know I go down there maybe twice a year is I don't really need much from them so if that's kind of where other people are coming from that's an important issue what what do you have to build a uh, uh you know a, a shopping mall for municipal facilities and, and services if indeed you really could get it all from a little kiosk on the side of the road that's not to say that city hall is is anything less than it is but um so that is a way of turning the question back at you is uh, really what what do people need and, and that's what we're not seeing we're not we're not seeing an analysis of what do people need what do people want From their city hall, it's just the administration of the city saying this is what you should have because this is what we want to have.
0: Okay, now I have to throw another question at you, which is I have heard no mention of this sort of shopping mall type uh, addendum or. I I made that
1: up on the fly.
0: I was going to say because I was like I'm going to have to press you on that because I've heard no mention of such a thing.
1: Well, it's a matter of what what, uh, the city manager was talking about is having the parking and all the facilities and different branches of government, everything in one concise area to facilitate people's interaction with the city administration. But like I say, the question back to the listener is, what kind of services do you need? Is it that big a deal to walk across the street to go to the insurance group or uh, walk across the street to go to uh, uh, community development or however that might work? Is that that big a convenience, inconvenience, I should say, that justifies such a, a, a large expenditure of very precious tax dollars. That's just a question that I would hope that we could debate in the in open uh, discussion here before uh, plunging into committing tens of thousands of dollars in Geo bonds.
2: And and Jordan, I would just add to that that uh, my my background is in commercial real estate, and you know throughout the country we're seeing huge vacancies. In commercial real estate space, especially after COVID, uh, where people, especially younger people, have said, "You know what? We don't want to go into the office every day. Uh, you know, we want to be able to work remotely." So, um, you know, patterning the 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 rest of the uh, uh, the rest of the country, uh, the city's need for office space should be diminishing, should be going down. And I know that there's been a you know there's there's been problems with uh, you know one of the locations, but um, you know there's no reason. Why uh, we need to figure that? Hey, you know, we need more office space. We need to start thinking. Hey, we we can do with less office space.
0: And I mean, as you were saying there, it's so it's indicative of other regions. This is sort of the idea that there should be less office space. And I'm not saying that there isn't an establishment for that, or really anything in that matter. One one point you brought up in the, the last half that I want to circle back to is the, the deferred maintenance costs and how those kind of built up over time. And this is, I'm, I'm sure that's not even, it's not a new concept. You know, there's these deferred maintenance costs that happens with a lot of different things. I remember when I was a student journalist at the university, I had to go through the university's budget and I would see, you know, deferred maintenance costs and things like that. And so one of my questions would be, Could it not be possible that the reason that it costs so much now, because we had that deferred maintenance for so long, is because the maintenance took so long to get done, that's why those costs are then higher, because there's more things that need to be fixed, because they weren't fixed sooner.
1: Oh, that's... um Everybody who owns a house knows how if you ignore one thing, uh, say a leaky pipe, that then that soaks uh, into the uh, the sheetrock and that soaks into the insulation. That gets into the sill plates and just on and on and on. So I, I remember as a kid uh, replacing my grandmother's floor. So as we peeled up the linoleum, by the end of the afternoon, my, me and my uncles were standing in the dirt because we had to take the entire floor up. So that, that's what happens. Yeah, deferred maintenance is just maintenance you haven't done. It's maintenance you've ignored, and now you've got to pay the piper for all the problems of ignoring that maintenance.
2: And and Jordan, I would say that, uh, you know, that's that's a good reason why not to build a new city hall, because the city has shown an inability to take care of what they already have. And the city manager has admitted that. So why are we putting a you know, why are we going to put a new uh, expensive city hall uh, on the balance sheet, which primarily when you get down to it, it's there for the benefit of the of the city, the existing city employees. It doesn't really benefit the public much. I mean, how much time do we, the public, spend at City Hall? Very, very little. So uh, I think this deferred maintenance uh, issue is, is one that uh, uh, says, hey, you know, uh, this, this City Hall is, is not needed because it's not going to be taken care of.
0: And I guess what my question would be then is if if not if say they, everything goes down and then this the proposal goes down and there's no is no new city hall, what would you then propose as an alternative option for the city instead? Just to continue with what they have or what would you say that they should do instead of going with that new city hall proposal
1: well, well um, let me just jump in here and say that I, what we really would love to see would be that open debate and discussion with the city about what is the overall deferred maintenance we don't really have a number for that we don't know what all needs to be done so how do we really have a discussion about we need to build a new building when we just don't know what the problem is with the maintenance and the maintenance is the reason why we need a new building it's a circular argument
2: yeah, I. Oh, I, um, uh, well, I, I lost my train of thought there. But um, go we'll, we'll go find
1: ahead. it running around here somewhere. <laughs> Where'd that go?
0: I guess, I guess the thing that I often uh, think back on is it's, it's a saying from my parents, which is always that um, if you don't participate in a system, then why would you complain about it? Because obviously, we talk about public comment periods all the time, and I'm sure that members of first things first have participated in those public comment periods, and so it. It would lead me to that question of, obviously we would want another period. We want to make sure that there is that open discussion.
1: And And we need facts, Jordan, we need facts. What what, it, what exactly does need to be done? We don't really know. Uh, the memorandum we've got from the city engineer here just says a proportion of the city budget that should be allocated to doing maintenance. And we're at the minimum of what the, the industry uh, considers reasonable maintenance expenditures. So, but let, let's get into it. What streets? What, what sewage systems? What water systems? What roofs? Uh, all that stuff. We, we need to get that laid out and then put some numbers to it and then make logical decisions about what the city should be spending money on.
2: Yeah, and, and Jordan, just let me pop in here. That's that's what started my advocacy um, was, you know, I live in West Juneau, and my my own property is being eroded by stormwater that's coming down from the Blueberry Hills development. And for the last three years, I've been trying to get the city to take care of it. And they won't. And I, I've heard of tons of other flooding, you know, people, you know, coming down that line from Blueberry Hills, they have experienced a lot of flooding in West Juneau, uh, you know, Foster, uh, Knoll, Pioneer Avenues. Um, and so that's just one example of, a, you know, a, you know, it's 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 washed away. Their storm water has washed away several feet of my property and it's threatening my foundation. And that's why I got, that's why I went down to the, to the, uh, uh, to the city assembly meeting a year ago was because, you know, I basically, uh, the city manager and his staff were just kind of ignoring me. And so I think there's, I'm hearing all kinds of deferred maintenance, uh, around, around the city. And I'd like to get a list of that, um, and quantify this and start talking about these facts. I see.
0: Well, we've got about, looks like 40 seconds left, so I wanna give you both a chance for a final comment before we wrap up.
1: Well, my final comment kind of back, well, it's really summarizing what we talked about is, is a concept of maintenance by replacement in my industrial background there were operations i worked at where they would run a piece of equipment into the ground till there was literally unrecognizable and then you go out and you buy a new one so that's one way to save on maintenance departments is you just simply buy new stuff when it wears out rather than doing the maintenance getting much more service life out of it uh, we we rented a piece of equipment to a different operation and i hadn't been receiving uh, lease payments on it and when i went to check it out uh, <laughs> All it was was a pile of parts because they didn't do the maintenance on it. So that's all we're saying. Let's let's just get the facts out. Let's get some information. We encourage the city to share all the information they have so that the electorate can make good decisions about where they should be spending their tax dollars in a time when costs just keep going up, our our population is declining, and we need to be very, very judicious in how we spend our money in order to maintain our community.
0: Gosh. Well, we are out of time now. We'd like to thank you both for coming on and taking the time to chat with me. Thanks,
1: Jordan. Appreciate Always it. a pleasure. Have a good day, General. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.